Hello and welcome to So Divine Conversations. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our mid-month podcast where Stephanie and I have a conversation. We dig into a theme or a topic that we feel is relevant for the times, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. (laughs) So this is our So Divine Conversation for November. And the theme or the topic that we chose for this month is around healing. And, you know, as we were kind of discussing what we wanted to talk about, we were really feeling all of the, you know, collective kind of grief and anger and trauma out there right now as everything is going through what it's going through right now. And so we thought this would be a great opportunity to just discuss what healing means and maybe to even look at some different ways that we can all tap into our own healing energies. And we have a very special guest today. Stephanie, I'm going to let you do the introductions. Well, special is an understatement. We are so happy that our dear friend and colleague, Josephine Edmondson, will be joining us for this conversation. And just a little bit about Josephine or Joe. Um, she is a Seattle-based healer and yoga teacher trainer specializing in trauma-informed practices. She currently serves as a lead teacher and curriculum developer for the University of Washington's Yoga for Healing program. Over the last 11 years, Josephine has taught yoga, meditation, and breathwork in a variety of settings, including prisons, juvenile detention centers, and eating disorder treatment programs. Josephine also has a private healing practice offering Reiki, breathwork, and one-on-one mentorships, and you can find more about her at josephineedmondson.com. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi. So grateful to be with you both. Oh my God. This is really- Thank you for having me. Oh my God. My heart feels so big right now that the three of us are having this conversation. So we wanted to start off by just taking a pulse and asking you, as a healing practitioner, what are you finding in your conversations and your work with people about how people are doing and navigating in this radically transformative time? It's hmm. a big question. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you both so much for having me. Before we got on, I was just like nervous and just feeling all these feelings because I think with everything going on, I've been very internal about processing um, just my experience in the healing world. And this is really the first conversation I've had in a pretty long time, like unpacking these things. So um, bear with me and my Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, just like scatteredness of where my heart is. Um, But yeah, that's a big question. And I think, you know, for me, a lot of the folks that I have the honor of working with are people that have already experienced more trauma than, you know, the average person experiences in their life. And so um, a lot of the people that are in my healing atmosphere, this is just like 
one more really big overwhelming thing for them to navigate. Um, and then I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is just this need to like retrace wink, wink, Stephanie, um, (laughs) this idea of like going back to the beginning and really figuring out how we got here instead of like looking for new solutions. It's more about like, how can we retrace our steps and go back to the beginning, um, with healing modalities, with conversations, with organization. It's like all about kind of moving backwards um, and just simplifying everything. That's so interesting, Joe, that you're you're saying that. And, you know, that, that makes so much sense, especially about simplifying. But talk to us and talk to us a little bit more about, this is very interesting about going backwards or stepping backwards on this. Yeah. um, Well, in terms of healing, I think that a lot of us are realizing that in our own healing journeys, whether we are, you know, coming in to get healing and support or we are practitioners of different healing modalities, we're realizing that there was, there has been a lot of problematic things about the way that this journey has unfolded for us individually and collectively and the way that um, people with power that are, you know, holding healing spaces have maybe contributed to uh, a lot of the reasons and roadblocks that we're currently facing. I know for me personally, it's, you know, been a lot of reevaluating of the things I've actually been taught by my teachers and the practices that have informed the way that I hold space and that I'm able to be with people. I'm realizing that um, a lot of that isn't working anymore. And I need to really go back to the beginning to find my way forward in all of that. Um, And then I'll just add to that, like, I also think this moment is really about just discomfort and like putting discomfort at the center of our healing experiences Mm -hmm. in order to recenter like what is important. And a lot of healing in my experience, like there is always this kind of discussion about Um, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable sort of thing. But have we really been doing that? Like, like, let's be honest, like, have we really been putting our discomfort at the center of our healing? I don't, I don't know that that's true. And I think right now we're really being pushed into the truth and the heart of um, like what that really looks like and what that really means, instead of bypassing a lot of these things that are painful and uncomfortable and heartbreaking. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it fits and it feels so aligned with what we've been speaking about all year, right? This sense of radical transformation. It's not about the adding on. It's about getting to the root and really Mm -hmm. looking at what lies below, right? And not blinding ourselves or escaping, but going into the dirt and the muck, going into the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because at the end of the day, you know, acceptance is what, like, we need Mm. to accept this moment for what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And 
the only way to accept the moment is to walk directly into it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go, you can't go under or around to accept something fully. You have to walk fully into it. And yeah. meeting that moment is that's where we're at. Yeah, I think that's so that's, that's our so- practice. That's so good, you know, because I think, you know, we just, I think there's a feeling out there, I don't know about you, but with a lot of people of just kind of like, you know, looking at their watch, waiting for everything to kind of go back to like normal. And I, I find it really interesting, Josephine, too, that, you know, you're talking about, it sounds like a reevaluation, you know, maybe about how we do healing collectively and how we do healing as individuals. And I find that really fascinating. Right. And, you know, I think just personally, this period, and also as a healing practitioner in my own way, we're all having to reevaluate everything. So it would make sense that, you know, the ways of healing or the structures around healing would need to be reevaluated as well. Yeah. And I think one, one piece that, has come through really clear to me. Um, I haven't been really studying with many teachers recently. I've become pretty disenchanted with like a lot of the noise. And but one teacher that has really like just gone right to my heart is Lama Rod Owens. I don't know if the two of you have um, are familiar with his work, but his whole thing is about love and rage, and like really putting a lot of care and a lot of love towards the things that are Mm. creating anger and rage inside of us, which in the spiritual community and the healing community, like those words are almost bad words. Like, I mean, I'll just speak from my own experience with healing. It's like, it's like, no, no, no. Like we don't use words like rage and anger and, um, you know, let's talk about like love and compassion and, but you know, this moment in particular, it's like, no, there is rage, there is anger. And these are things that um, like we need to be in relationship with in order to heal, in order to move forward. And I'm interested in like that, like grittiness and Mm. that honesty. And like, I'm not interested in the love and the light right now. Like I'm interested (laughs) in exploring and exploring these really hard They're not even hard. They're beautiful and they're emotions that we're all meant to experience, but we've all been kind of taught to, to suppress them and to turn them into something pretty and put a bow on it and make it all better. And I'm not into that anymore. I don't think I ever was really into it, but I'm like (laughs) super not into it now. Well, it's kind of like what I call it. Like, you know, I think that's part of the problem with the the new thought movement is I call it the happy, happy, joy, joy. And (laughs) I think that there's a dismissal of the shadow and a dismissal of the light. And I know from my own, you know, learning experience, and I'm sure you guys both would, would agree with this. It's in that shadow. It's in that dark that we find our power. And that's a lot of times where the healing really happens. But, and Stephanie and I talked about this in a previous conversation about anger and oh my gosh, how uncomfortable is anger for everyone? Yeah. But it feels like, right. If we look at what this year was offering us, right. If we look at the Kairos, right. If we look at the Saturn-Pluto and Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions about digging deep and about facades dropping, 
to get to the root. And if we look at this extended Mars and Aries because of the retrograde about confronting and acknowledging and having relationship with anger and rage, right? Mm. That this is also the healing, you know, the offering to us, the way forward. Yeah. And I think like one thing that Lama Ra talks about with anger is like anger mm. is what transforms a space into a liberated space. Like, but you can't liberate a space until anger has come to the surface. And anger isn't something to like take from you and throw out the door. Anger is something that we keep with us our whole life and we grow with it and we communicate with it and we love it and we put space around it so that we're able to function. But this idea of like anger in any way holding us back, it's like anger is the thing that pushes us into action. And I think when I think about the healing that is needed right now, it's action and it's putting care and love around all that anger so that we can, Yeah, I love know, it taking, it's like taking care of your anger. I mean, I, you know, loving your anger, you know, I think that's, that's so powerful. You know, the other thing is we're talking about, this is coming to my mind and I feel like this is something that's coming up with a lot of my clients right now is ancestral anger and ancestral grief and not just, I feel like there's something maybe collectively, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this happening on the planet right now where it's not always just ours. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times, you know, you know, part of that process is getting in touch and maybe that's that deeper, deeper stuff, getting in touch with, you know, the pain bodies or what we're carrying in our bodies that have been passed on to us. I mean, it feels like, right, like what we are connecting to, right, is not just what's happening in the moment, right? It's that thorough thread of what has come before. And how do we come together, right? I think this is a big question, to hold space for that, right? And also that sense of like anger or rage as ally rather than enemy, but both my individual anger or rage as ally and our collective anger or rage as ally. And how do you relate with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, when I think of, like, when when you brought this up, Megan, the first thing that I thought of was just, like, what is exploring what your relationship is with your ancestors? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that step one is just, like, where are you at in that relationship? And you know, for me, there's a lot of guilt and shame wrapped up in my lineage Mm. of what created my, you know, privilege in my existence on this earth. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that that like resistance and that shame is an important piece of the puzzle, but also like I'm here, like Mm. whatever happened, like informed my, you know, welcoming onto this earth. And there's like something really beautiful and sacred about that. And I think all of us have, you know, a past that is 
all of this ancestral trauma is like, it's really dark and it's really light and it's really murky, but like finding a way to have a relationship with it and finding a way to find your story within it is really important. There was something on like Instagram or something the other day, maybe y'all saw it, but it was talking about how if you traced your ancestors back, like to your great, great grandfather, and they like made a tree of how many ancestors each of us would have. It was like 300 or 3000 or something. Like it was some (laughs) huge number. And Lama Rod talks about this a lot of like, there is so much support out there with our you know, with our ancestors and with all of that support comes a lot of this trauma and a lot of these downloads and a lot of these, you know, behaviors that we have inherited. And it is up to us to like stop the cycle (laughs) and to shift the narrative. And so it's like finding a relationship within all of that and then deciding like, I want to be the one that shifts things for all of those coming after me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really, really great way to look at it. And, you know, maybe it would be really, you know, what I would find really helpful too is like, just because this is your area of expertise, Joe, is what would be some tools maybe that we can, you know, all talk about, you know, as a part of, you know, working with healing energy. And I know one of the things that you do a lot of is breath work. And I mean, I, I get it. Breath is so, so powerful in moving energy and being in the body. But can you talk to us maybe a little bit about that breath work as a tool for healing? Yeah. Um, well, I think breath work is an amazing tool because the first thing that we do when we come into this world is we take a breath. And the last thing that we do when we leave this world is we take a breath. And between those two things, everything is held. All of the beauty and all of the pain, it's all between those two breaths. And so when we ask ourselves to come into like a really intimate, deep relationship through this kind of circular breathing, we're asking to see and to confront everything that's happened in between those moments, Mm. which is a lot. And it's, it's something that is so deep inside of us that maybe there's not words for it. Maybe there's not a story behind it because it is that cellular, you know, moment held in time that needs to be shifted. And breathwork is beautiful because in my opinion, breathwork is beautiful because it's confronting and it's challenging and it's a lot of work. And every time it's a little bit different. And, but for me, it just gives me a moment to really push through things that I don't have access to otherwise. And also, I think it's really fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, I right, think right. I also think it's a really good time. And, uh, you know, there's just this high that you can get from your own life force, your own breath. I think we forget that our breath is the thing that hypes us up. Our breath is the thing that calms us down. Our breath is the thing that gets us like, you know, from one moment to the next. And it's, it's this thing that we don't put a lot of, you know, emphasis on because we take it for granted. And, you know, with COVID and everything that's happening, our breath is the most precious resource that we have. 
in this human body. And so I think breathwork is a beautiful thing. And, you know, now that we're doing it in this virtual space, it's interesting because it's, it's become less about breathwork and it's just become about connecting with people. (laughs) And my breathwork now, it's, it's so much more about hearing where people are at and having your camera on and being able to look at each other and, um, you know, just come together to help move the world forward. It's become so much less about the actual breath work. And I think a lot of the healing practices that I find helpful right now are the things that are really subtle and really quiet and just full of care and love. And like we talked about the, um, you know, we talked about how anger is a really important thing that we all need to be exploring right now. And there's like one way to be angry and to be, um, you know, helping to push the world forward outside of your own body. And maybe, and Lama Rod talks about this too. It's like the way that we're trying to push the world forward is maybe different than the way that we're trying to push ourselves forward. So it's like how careful, how sweet, how slow, <laughs> can you be with yourself? How much care can you put into your own system so that you can show up to help push that energy forward to move the world? And so I think like dancing and singing and laughing and doing breath work, to me, those are the things that hold the most power right now. Like today, Lauren, my best friend who I'm with right now, we literally jumped up and down on the bed (laughs) and just laughed. And I don't even think either of us wanted to do it, but it was like, you know, that's to me is where the healing is at right now. So that might not be the answer you want to hear, but. I think it's a great answer. Yeah. And every, the answer is as the answer is. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that reminder of, you know, like also breath is so vital. And also as we attend to our breath, I've always thought is oftentimes how we attend to our life right? How we attend to ourselves and our awareness. And if I could just share a personal experience in actually some of the work I've done with you, you know, where I've gone into the session really being very open, like a blank slate, right? With no expectations of what would arise. And there was one time in particular that I remember that you know, what emerged was actually this anger and this rage that I almost didn't even know existed. It felt very tight and very threaded deep within me. But that breath just sort of shook it up and shook it out. You know, and not that it was, quote, gone, but it was there to see and to have kinship with. So there was just an interesting sort of juxtaposing some of the things that we've spoken about in my own personal experience. You know, again, it's just, you know, just a reminder about how essential that, that breath work is. And, you know, this is also something I think that, you know, can like also be a part of like, you know, your meditation process or, you know, your yoga process. And I mean, it's just got so many, you know, facets to it. Yeah. And I'll just say too, like with, with breath work, you're stepping into a space where if you fully commit to it and you say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know, breathing pattern and I'm going to stay with it. If you commit to it, then you're committing to not pushing anything away. Mm. 
And that is what this moment on the planet is all about. Going back to that very first thing that we talked about of accepting the moment. And that is what breathwork pushes you into. It's you are bringing to the table whatever is ready to be seen and felt and heard and accepting it and breathing through it because it's like, you know, that wave through all of these spiritual practices that all these healing practices we do, it's like, you know, we're, it's cool. How hard can this be? We're just breathing. We're just hanging out. And then we start to kind of, you know, the sensation becomes more, the discomfort starts to stop, you know, starts to really build up. And then, you know, you're sort of peaking on this wave and it's like, I'm jumping off the wave. Like I, I, I'm not ready to feel beyond this moment. Like I'm not ready for more. And the more that you do breath work, the more you come into relationship with your own story, your own body, Mm -hmm. your own felt sense, the more willing I've become at just riding that wave all the way out, no matter what is ahead. Like that fear is real when you're at the top of that wave of not knowing, like Stephanie said, like I wasn't expecting that to rise up that emotion. And in a lot of practices at that point, like we can kind of back off and say like, Oh, we're done. Like here, have a beautiful day. Like, but with breath work, (laughs) the invitation is to, is to really be with that. And, and I think that that's why it's helped me so much. Yeah. And I think you're also bringing up, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about how scary this can be. You know, it's like getting in touch with, you know, yourself on that deeper level. I mean, it's like sometimes when I think about my regular meditation practice and how I can, you know, uh, you know, when I can distract myself, you know, with a thousand different things. And I, I've asked myself, what am I scared of here? What am I scared of to take this moment to go within? And it's really interesting because I, you know, I'm pretty good, but I will do a lot to avoid it you know? And again, I think it's talking about just being willing to be uncomfortable. You know, I also, I'd love to see what you guys think about this. I feel like also, um, it's not only anger, it's like all these emotions are running so high right now, you know? And, you know, I, I always say, you know, I'm a really sensitive person (laughs) and very empathic. And so there's times where I am so flooded with these emotions, you know, and it can be anger, but it can also be grief or sadness or not feeling in control and that panic sometimes that comes up with that. And it's again, just like sometimes learning how to, I think sometimes it can be hard to just stay in present with that when you are so overwhelmed, you know what I mean? It's just working again. You're just saying stick with it, you know, you know, hang in there. You got to stick with it. Yeah. What's coming up for me with what you both shared is this sort of combination too of like, trust, right? Like the trust of what arises that we do have the capacity, like we are only given what we can be with, but also the importance of some sort of container or structure to hold that, you know, whether that be a practice with Sangha, with a community, whether that be a breath work, you know, practice that you do, something that has structure and then having faith that what will come up is what should come up and what you're capable of working with, being with, and working through. Yeah, 100%. And to echo that and add to it, healing can't happen 
Like healing can't happen if you don't feel safe. Ah, good point. Right. Good point. And right. and so when when folks come to breathwork, and this goes back to what we were speaking out about, you know, minutes ago of this this old way of healing versus where we need to go. The old way is more like you got to push through this. Like you Mm. have to keep going. You have to see this through. Like you got to keep, you know, go, 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 you know, trust the process, let, let it take over you. And now it's like, I'm going to trust the process until I'm ready to, until my soul says, you know, Joe, you've had enough today. Like, Mm -hmm. but not like it all has to happen in a space, virtual or otherwise, where you can trust and you feel safe to exist and you feel safe for those emotions to rise up and be with them and you feel safe to back off. And I tell, and I, you know, not a lot of breathwork teachers that I know do this where, you know, I tell my students, I'm, you just being here is enough. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. even need to engage in this three-part breath. Mm. You just being here and being part of this container and part of this field is enough. And slowly, maybe over time, you'll breathe for a couple minutes and then a couple minutes more and a couple minutes more. And to, I think with a lot of these healing modalities, a lot of us have been taught to not really trust like when is enough because we've been taught like to really push through. And that's just a capitalist, you know, belief. Exactly. <laughs> that has nothing to do with healing. That's just the world that we exist in. And I think that really retracing those steps when we're offering healing and when we're healing ourselves is really important. And then to the other little moment that you said, I had something to say. Oh no, I think I, I <laughs> that's think okay. I that's okay. I, we could come back to it. You know, it's interesting because, you know, as you're talking and, you know, it's just a reminder to me about that holding space. You know what I mean? About how important that can be, whether it's a friend or, you know, when you're at the checkout line at Safeway, <laughs> you know, what I mean? sometimes it's like, I'm just going to hold space for this person. And also it's interesting just because when I do my own sessions, you know, and I'm a clairvoyant and tarot and astrology, all that, that is all, and I'm just reflecting on this. I never really put it together. It was always my goal to make people feel comfortable and safe because sometimes in the work that I do, it can be a little confrontive or feel a little confrontive or feel weird or feel scary. So I do really appreciate that Joe about that reminder of just people are going to get a lot more out of stuff and they're going to move through energy if they do feel like they're being held in a safe space. By the way, and how synchronistic that the example you gave was at line at Safeway. Were you just at the oh, safe way? That's so no, just because the safe, the safe, safe way. Oh. <laughs> that's cute. I was just at I the were... safe way. My poor, the poor checkout lady was having a bad day. And oh. I was like starting to go into my shtick, which is looking at my watch and oh my God. And then I was like, calm down here, Megan. Let's hold some space for this lady. She's having a bad day, you know, and just to kind of be with her in that way. That's, that's why I was bringing up the safe way. That's very funny. But it was I the love safe that. way to feel safe too. Right. In terms of that, the person, as we're saying, holding space gives you or allows for, or is part of the structure that you have the agency to say, no, this is it. Like I've ridden what I can ride, right? And I think that's where, not to go down that rabbit hole or that other conversation related to teachers or healing structures, but, you know, just to know, like, I have this agency to be on this journey and to um, 
you know, know what feels safe for me. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to piggyback on that, like no, no one can ever guarantee anyone's safety in a Mm -hmm. healing space. Mm -hmm or anywhere else. And so I think having that intention of creating a space that feels as safe as possible, but also just where people feel brave. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a good, like, you know, thing to always pull in. And I remembered what I was going to say when Megan, when you brought (laughs) up just the overwhelm, the overwhelm, the overwhelm of emotions and that being able to really be present with it being a challenge. I think, Another way to hold that moment is to just say, like, I'm going to allow myself to experience this mm-hmm. and and to really, like, feel like what that experience is full on. Like, I'm someone who when I get overwhelmed, I don't I don't do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like shifting the narrative a little bit to being like, OK, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm feeling a lot of emotions. Like, what is this experience? Like, yeah. how can I really let myself feel the experience of it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been we got to I think we got to start wrapping up now. But this has been such an amazing conversation. Um, wow. I've got I feel like I've got a lot to think about, you know, and I'm sure Me? everybody out there does, Me? too. So. It's great being in this space with you, you too, Steph. So thank you, um, Joe, Josephine Edmison. And let's remind people um, that they can go to your website, josephineedmondson.com. And you can find out more about Josephine and get in touch with her there. And oh my gosh, Stephanie, as always, what a lovely, juicy conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Thank you so much. Love you both.